Thus saith the Lord. to finally podcasting with your host blaze davis (laughs) i'm here i'm alive i'm well so we're kicking off season two of finally podcasting i don't know what happened last week you guys i just wasn't really in the mood for promoing as heavy and i kind of did and i relied on instagram only to promo so i was just like yeah whatever people's really not gonna really hear the episode but whatever i have some things in the works for you guys so in case you just think it's all on um you know the, the app that I use now to record it, trust me, I'm going to have some more outlets that I'm going to put out there so you guys can actually watch it and see what I'm talking about as opposed to everything else. So uh, this episode is uh, Blackmail Experience. What are we on? The third or the fourth one? You tell me, family. I'm, I'm trying to look. I want to know who's some good listeners out there for the boy. You know what I'm saying? I think we are on Blackmail Series the third let me let me check real quick you know what i'm saying we're on the third one so um with this episode again you know this this season i don't feel like really yelling my ass off and just like going off the rip but you know i i really do need to speak about um the psychosis of black men and um you know this episode is primarily geared towards black women because i want you guys to kind of understand us more and see exactly that the actions and what you say is very effective on how we think of you and that it may get so extreme that we have such a backlash towards black women that we start to look at other races of women, so-called looking at so-called white women as the trophy and as the prize as opposed to loving black women. If you know Blaze, you know that he is always about black nuclear family, nation building, coming together, and having an understanding on both sides so that we can still build as a nation. Because when it comes to so-called white supremacy, their whole thing is to obliterate the so-called black race. And that's their main job. But, you know, I'm not going to get into details. I think what I want to do either this season or next season, I want to make sure that I give you guys um, history so that I can back up exactly why I say what I say and why I say like certain movements that you guys are involved in or you put yourself in is not beneficial to so-called black men and why it was more detrimental that you be involved in a group than if you are in the group for a different reason. But that is if you really care about so-called black men and you care about nation building like I do. Not to sit here and say that I'm better than you because of the knowledge that I receive because I am for nation building you are too and for so-called black people coming together whatever so <laughs> with this episode I, I i wanna i feel so dead inside i ain't gonna even lie to you but um you know this episode is really to point a little things that i see um you know going around like last year and the last couple of years of things that i've saw i don't even want this episode to be redundant but i just want to give statistical things and things that i saw um in the media that's pointed out where i'm just kind of like i'm so tired of the the whole campaign to say that black men ain't shit like i'm so tired of seeing that and i'm so tired of like different things that that black women do on social media because it's usually on social media now and then like i just want to point to the idea that when you guys do certain things or you're talking about certain black men that do that the, the f-boy stuff that it's not all of us and then it's just the response and what we have to take in because it's kind of like when water it like like the toxic stuff that these men that you say do certain the, the toxic stuff right it's like water or something that's not supposed to be touching your, not water, but like something liquid that's not supposed to be touching your skin and it touches your skin so that your skin starts to turn red. You start to have an irritation 
And then with that irritation, it starts to cur- turn into a nasty old, like, rash. And when it turns into a rash, you keep scratching at it, scratching at it, scratching it. And then it builds into some nasty pussy, pussy, like, nasty, like, results of it. And I'm making that synonymous with how today a lot of what you guys are talking well a lot of these things that these guys do for some odd reason subconsciously men like me and black men in general are responsible for that that's what it seems like what happened so i'm just going to shed light on that and i'm going to shed on a lot of different things that so-called black women do that are very detrimental and very toxic to how we need to move in further and I'm naming this episode to understand the psychosis of man, which gave me the battery in my back because I was thinking about the Enyanla Fix My Life episode where you have the black men that don't like dating black women. They would rather date white women than date black women. And um, to understand the psychosis of a men that I've been around myself and situations we've been involved in, I want you guys to get in tune with what exactly we feel. I know it's redundant. I know this podcast is just one old view from some so-called black man, straight black man, who can give you the beats on what's going on. Um, And you've probably heard this a hundred thousand times because us as black men are really saying it. We're really letting you know what's the problem. So um, sit back and relax. I really want to make this episode primarily towards black women. I don't give a damn if this damn chair gets four plays, 10 plays, 20 plays, 50 plays, hopefully, and a thousand plays. But I just really want to make this out to so-called black women so you have an understanding on how we feel. And what is it that we can... Everything that I do today is about solutions. So I'm going to name the problems that I feel like goes on step by step so you guys can understand me and then after that i'm gonna lay out some great solutions that we can do to nation build and come together if you're the type of person that has a problem with a straight black man voicing his opinion i don't know how far i'm gonna get in this episode you know everything is improv i took all the notes that i could so y'all can understand but basically the topics that that i say on here you know certain people may disagree with it You may disagree with it. You might want to talk about because what I noticed is is that (laughs) recent times when I talked about certain things, I got called a beta male. I got called a cisgender male. People have told me that I don't care for all black people because of certain topics and conversations. And I haven't even been rude to them. So yeah, I kind of see my frustration. I'm like, what? What's going on? So sit back, relax and just allow me to talk to you. Be back here on Finally Podcasting. Alright, so um <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I gotta laugh. So I just really was like just pointing at some some factors, right? And I really wanted to start off with like the perception that black women usually say about black men. And it's a lot of articles that had came out this year and from like twenty seventeen that I saw. But then I also saw like things like um the recent in recent times, like you saw about how they had uh, Chris Brown make his comment about how he only likes fucking black bitches with the nice hair. And that was going over so many people's heads. And then black Twitter started wilding. And then JD and then the people that I was talking about, JD, and about how he rapper, how he doesn't he thinks that black women. No, he didn't even say black women. He's like the female rappers of the game. It's like stripper rap. Right. And then everybody on like the black Twitter and then like Cardi B and the rest of them was like chiming in about his comment. But then I'm like, I can't be mad. People are going to really say what they're going to have to say. So I can't really get mad about it. But then like on social media, it was another, oh, Tory Lanez about the whole thing with the colorism and Tory Lanez about how Tory Lanez did that, about someone accused him of of being fake pro-black or fake pro-dark skin because he didn't really want the light-skinned girl to shine in his video as much as he did the dark-skinned girl. So he tried to give more dark, the dark-skinned girl more time and more attention. And the dark-skinned girl said it was a lie. He was paying more attention to the light-skinned girl. Then the light-skinned girl had to go on social media and defend what happened and all this other stuff. Oh, big mess. Oh, big mess. 
Then I looked at the videos from, I looked at some articles from the Griot, Blavity, The Root, and how recently, you know, uh, and Grapevine, and about all these different things that happen online, and about how black men are always talking about things like the LGBTQ community, and talking about feminism, and this, that, and the third, and that we're too woke. And then Amanda Seals this year about the Myron Rose situation, and about how she's been reckless out her mouth about black men and about how american black men is not worth the time then when there's another video about this like what seems to be this uber driver this this beautiful black queen driving around an uber and she was having a conversation with this african woman about asking her why she's not married and then she's talking about how black men don't really seem to have that type of idealistic way of getting married and this that and a third a numerous claims that she made and I wasn't mad at her about what she said because I was like I understand where you're coming from so I want to start this off by saying I understand the frustrations from so-called black women about certain things that you guys do talk about I do realize you do with men that have these un like these unsettling expectations like shorty has to have a fat ass and shorty gotta be able to have some nice titties and shorty gotta be able to be down for the cause and do all these different things and bend over backward for her man. And, you know, the old idea of submission comes in. And then I'm just looking and I'm just like, bro, but like, what about on the opposite spectrum when I start talking about black women and about how you like men that's like six feet tall and he has to have a six figure income or things like he got to be able to provide for you. And then all these unrealistic expectations, like I've seen like a woman talking about like a man need to play, pay all my bills he need to pay my cell phone bill, my, my rent. He need to take care of my child. Certain women have said that. And then it's just like this this woman that this like, I don't know if she's like African or whatever. And about how I've seen her make comments about how she has a dude for this, a dude for that, a dude for a sneaker connect, a dude for to drive around, a dude to pay for her meals, and a dude, if she just wanted him to freak, then she lets him freak. And... <laughs> more stuff goes on and about this year i've seen the sexualization of black women on social media especially like i've seen video a video of black women and surprisingly it was a white woman that was with them too i thought she was puerto rican by come to find out it was, it was a white girl so it's a couple of white girl i mean it's it's uh, at least two to three black girls and a Spanish girl and then it's a white girl that gets on the L train I don't know what time of day but they get on the L train and they start twerking to whatever music and then this corresponds with a lot of different things that's been happening and which I vouch and I always sit here and say there is an over sexualization of black women and it's unhealthy <laughs> but of course people are Don Blaze the wokeity woke of the woke wokes <laughs> and then I'm too pro-black and then I'm always just trying to tell black women what to do. And I'm just sitting here like, yeah, I just don't understand. I'm not here to try to, if I didn't care, why would I mention it? And why would I bring it up? Like, do you want me to be the type of man that just doesn't care for black women and just wants to be with a white woman? And it's so stereotypical. And I just let you know that I love black women. Like I've said that. Family, I, I, I just have to say this because I'm trying to wrap my head around everything. I'm looking at my notes and I'm just like, every time I get on this podcast, I know I always say something so controversial. And I just want to start off with just the articles. I and mean, let me just break down the difference, right? You have the men and then you have the boys. What I think you guys are attracted to, not a lot of y'all, because I know some of y'all is breaking out of that habit. And I'm, congratulations to you. You're dealing with boys. You're dealing with men. That I mean, you're dealing with boys that clown, um, crown themselves as men. And in personal relationships, I've seen family members and I realized that they are more like boys than they are like men. I started to realize something. It's a psychological effect and it's a cycle. So when they're used to doing the same thing that everybody else done and it does and they don't think for themselves, they carry on that tradition. If they learned it from their father, then they're going to keep doing the same thing that their father did. And then when they learn from the hood of especially men that grown up without fathers and they have to rely on the influence of other men that didn't have no fathers and about how women have instilled the, the mothers, some mothers have instilled in their child, their son, that their quote unquote baby daddy ain't shit and that 
you know, men ain't shit and this, that, and a third, but then still be dating three to four different men and then having this attitude like, oh, he need to take care of me and this, that, and a third. And there's a lot of neglect that comes into that. And I, I fault a lot of things that come into play. I always fault that the American government knew exactly what they was doing since the 60s because they didn't. They had a problem with black women and black men loving themselves and really showing them showing America what it's like to see black love and see black unity come to the forefront. Whether you want to say that things like the Black Panther Party was infiltrated or things like the Black Panther Party was a setup and it was a front, I don't give a damn. The whole entire movement and different things that I've seen, even with Sparkle, like they wasn't stopping that love. They wasn't stopping that unity from happening. You had black women that was proud of wearing the afros and loving their natural hair. And then black men that was just about black power and unity and this, that, and the third. So where did we go wrong? I look at Sparkle and I look at that movie with um, James Earl Jones and the actress that was with him and about how they set up the welfare system where he couldn't be in the home. And then I thought about about our brothers that came, our ancestors, some of them as our ancestors, that came home from the Vietnam War and they was treated with methadone and they was treated with uh, a heroin as a coping mechanism for not being able to find jobs because these damn job forces would deny them at the door for whatever reason. So I look at these different things, family, and I'm like, okay, the situation was the plot. And that's why I'm probably going to do an episode later on down the line about the history and why I can make you understand the psychosis of man. So just to give you a heads up, now we're in situations today where you have a lot of them dawning on black straight men being too toxic and about how you like dealing with boys and you like dealing with men. Reality is some of y'all like dealing with boys. Y'all don't like dealing with men. You don't like men that have standards and men that that's just like, I'm not just going to dick you down just because you got a fat ass and you got nice titties. Your bodies just don't work for me. What is your knowledge and your psychosis like? Do you know what soul is? Do you understand how to connect with your natal chart? What's your sun rising? What's your Saturn rising? <laughs> Whatever. I get so deep into it because I'm like third dimensional. But, you know, the, the people that you talk about and the men that you talk about, you have to be able to dif differentiate between boys and, and men. Boys is going to be attracted to that whole Gucci and, you know, trying to stay on top trying to have the finest whip, trying to show off, trying to be better than everybody. And, you know, having this whole entire thing, like doing credit scams, thinking they're better than, again, thinking they're better than everybody. And just having this whole thing, beating that, beating on their women, you know, having three different, three to four different women that have their children and all these different things. And men are not like that. Men have standards. Men know exactly what they want. Men are tell you exactly how they feel and don't hold back. They're very responsible with their emotions. And they don't have to feel like they have to... They, they're grounded on their masculine principle. They don't have to feel like, oh, I, gotta, I have to put a woman down just to build me up. They understand their masculine principle and they understand a woman's feminine principle. So today in society, it's just kind of like, what do you want? Do you want the black man to cater to your every need or you're being very selfish and you're not even understanding exactly what your dating pool is because you keep getting wrapped up in the men that you expect to do certain things. And that's really how I'm going to start it off. But I want to get into the next segment of talking about these different articles that I saw and how toxic y'all really talk about these different things. So, All right, so I've been looking at things like the griot, blavity, the root. Um, these new trendy like blogs that's supposed to cater to the black audience. I've been looking at television shows. I've been looking at a lot. My theory on everything is, is that a lot of these different things that's out here is not necessarily for the attention of black men. I think what they try to cater to is millennial black women and try to un make them understand the, 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 generalization of black men to make it seem like we're just natural fuckboys, which is not true. And it's just very annoying when you see these articles out here and how similarly they align with the dumb ass. Well, let me not let the back up, please. You want to be nice this season. I'm going to be nice <laughs> about how you have how the alignment they are to things like the feminist movement. Now, I say that to say 
the griot black who who is it that has judge of characters it was it's the root right and then with i think blavity they have um through the, the grapevine right so i've seen different articles this year you know uh the things that happened with nipsey hustle and i want to start off with just the idea that you guys are provoking a war if you believe these articles more far than not because you are agreeing that black straight men are the problem when we're not we're 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 on code we know what we want we know that we want to nation build and certain things that you guys get involved in are not helping us move forward <laughs> okay so let's start off with this let's talk about this nonsensical <laughs> i was about to say neurological that's not even word i just always say big ass words but about this thing about black male privilege and toxic masculinity. If you know damn well, if, if of a black woman studied black history at, at the line to a T, I'm not talking about black history, the textbook version that they give you in high school and tell you all these different things happen. I'm like talking about analyzing exactly what the government and elite has done to our black men since like the fall of the Black Panther Party and the Civil Rights Movement, then they would understand that the black man has never been in a position to have privilege and be able in to be able to win over on the black woman's merit. Ever. Ever. Ever in life. No, we have not. If anything, there is a such thing as probably black woman's privilege about the fact of the matter that you have more black women that own businesses than black men. Black women are more likely to go to college and go for a master's and goes for a PhD than black men, uh, they're able to they they're able to have more opportunities to have jobs and be able to make more money than black men. So why do I? Oh yeah, also that you guys usually have more of an advantage when it comes to child support and what is it? Um, the welfare system as well, and WIC and all whatever you have to call it. So I don't understand when you guys say black male privilege, what exactly are you talking about? Black men don't have privilege. If anything, we're at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the totem pole. Well, we have no allies. We have nobody we could really believe because you have even black women that are turn on black men and talk about you need to recognize your privilege. I'm like, who, who, who do you get this black male privilege stuff, stuff from? You don't get that from these Me Too feminist white women that tell you that there's a such thing as white privilege, or we've been saying, sitting here saying for the last couple of years that white privilege exists, and that white people have been sitting here agreeing that white privilege exists, some of them actually. So I don't understand when you say black male privilege. It doesn't exist. It's black male oppression. So you have to be very careful when you say things like that because you have to do history and you have to look at the circumstances of where we at as a people. Yes, there's more black men that's going to college now in 2019. A, hello, I'm one of them, just graduated. I won't tell you where, but I did get my bachelor's. Um, and then also, we're also talking about toxic masculinity. And I, I, I can only attribute to that when you say about these different things of how popular it was for a black man to put his hand on a black woman when it came to the household. And about how they basically made it seem as if the black woman is worthless. And of course, with the, the rap music that happened in the 90s, I think was orchestrated by you know who. About how black men have viewed, viewed black women as essentially bitches. And had viewed black women less than and inferior to them. In which the popularity of it had came into to, in, intuition. I mean, into fruition. I'm sorry, not intuition. Into fruition. About how... Black men have not honored the black woman in the last 20 to 30 years and why every single time I have this discussion about how black women do detrimental stuff. Oh, well, black black men go on the radio and call black women bitches and hoes and this, that and the third. I'm like, oh, my God. All right. I get it. But you understand this is condition. And again, this goes back to my theory of what I was saying. You have to understand the difference between boys and men. Those are boys that you're talking about. You're not talking about men. And we're not hard to find. We're, there's not the idea of a good black man is not hard to find. You haven't searched hard enough. You, you've been introduced to, and this doesn't go for all of y'all because I do understand y'all pain. 
okay i understand exactly where you're coming from you try and it's just that you get into situations when men don't know what they want men are insecure men just talk about they really like you when in reality they just want to smash i get it <laughs> i 100 percent get it and i'm that's why i'm sitting here taking my time to really be reflective on the issues and to hear actually hear fear feedback from black women on these issues so I just really want to say when you say toxic masculinity, what are you talking about? Because if you get around a black man and I understand and I'm grounded on my masculine principle, when I sit here and I tell you I'm not going to argue with you or you need to respect me as a man, it doesn't mean that I'm talking about toxic masculinity. It means that I'm telling you like, yo, chill out. And this is the reality of the situation. So you have to be very careful when you say that. And then of course, the whole situation with Nipsey Hussle really got to me. Not because of the impact, but because the article that came out with it, I think was in the New York Times or the New York Post. Seemingly, a homosexual black man has made an article about it back then, after, the, after he died, about how Nipsey Hussle had basically gave up this idea of toxic masculinity and homophobia, pointing to his tweets back in 2012 about how he wants young black men to understand who they are and to have all this masculine power and this, that, and the third. People quickly jump to the gate to say that he's exhibiting homophobia and this, that, and the third. I don't even understand homophobia was a popular word back in 2012, but because I don't remember all this. Like, it wasn't how it is 2019. Everything is focused around people's sensitivity and all this other stuff. But, you know, someone commented and was just like, oh, why do you have a problem with the LGBTQ community and this, that, and the third? And he said it just like I said it. There's an apparent agenda. And a lot of people hate when I sit here and I say this, but it is their apparent agenda. I don't feel like getting into it again. But of course, the so-called African-American homosexual man had made these comments. I roasted his ass. A lot of people roasted his ass because it's seemingly this idea of these certain people in the LGBTQ community, namely black people that's involved in these communities, love to sit here and sit here and point fingers as if it's always a straight black man's fault and that we're so homophobic and we are so against homosexuality that it's a problem when we speak and when we're trying to encourage our black young boys to understand their masculine principle. We're not forcing them to be straight. We're just telling them you need to understand manhood and that's it. So with that being said, you have more articles come out with the Griot, Blavity, and Root. Last, I think 2017, the, the brother Damon Young came out with an article that was talking about straight men, uh, straight black men are the white people of black people. Interesting article. I did read through it. Um, you know, Damon Young, like Damon Young was like one of these people that dons himself the smart brothers. And I don't know if he has the, the complex of a talented 10th Negro you know, Harlem Renaissance reference and all this other stuff. But it gave me those vibes like, look at me, I'm better than you because I understand black women more than you do. So black straight men, because they're the hoteps and they're the pro-black people and they speak out against LGBTQ and they always tell women that they need to be better than what they are. And I'm just sitting here like, there's other things that he mentioned in the article, but those are the vibes that I got off of Damon Young. And I just wanna say like, shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? When I saw the article, and then in response, there was a woman by the name of Veronica Wells on Madame Norair. Norair, I forgot how you pronounce the name, but she had talked about how black men are terrorists and, you know, talking about her experience of being catcalled by black men. Basically, that's what she was saying. And was sitting up there saying, oh, they're so rude and they're so out there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, again, you're talking about boys. You're not talking about men because black men are not going to do that with you. If I honestly am interested in you and I find you attractive, if I have the balls to do it because I'm still shy in my own nature, then I will come up to you and I'd be like, excuse me, miss, you look nice. Can I talk to you for a minute? Can I have a moment of your time? If not, if you say, no, I'm good, I'll respectfully leave you alone and I'll go on about my business. And I see a lot of these articles occurring and then it's just like this whole thing about the griot, the blav blavity, the root and madam, whatever the name is. They make these articles to ponder and have a response towards the, the, the black female audience and usually people affiliated with the LGBTQ. Again, 
I'm for nation building, so my bias is going to be relied on that because I'm, I have an opposition to it for one reason and one reason only. It's not benefiting black people to go forward and make better decisions on how we're going to keep procreating and still have a lineage of black kids that's going to be the future of us. Just saying. It's just like how y'all had a problem with Shahrazad Ali when she came out with the book back in 1990 about how the, <laughs> the black woman's guide to understanding the black man. And then you know what else was a distraction out of it? The woman that created the whole entire book, which went into a movie back in 1995, which you know is know of as Waiting to Exhale. And she made a book on that. And it was all about just sitting up there degrading black men once again and how I always say this the 80s and the 90s was the heyday of crowning the black man to make it seem like he ain't shit that he desires white women more than he desires black women or the fact that matter he doesn't treat black women with respect and about this and about that and i'm like oh my god yo what if i was a teenager or i was the age now in the 90s bro it would be a hard time and then especially back in those days that crime was rampant and so, you know, brothers were sitting up there sticking other brothers up and shooting dudes and robbing you in this, that, and the third. And it was made to be cool. Boy stuff. Because what I like to explain later is that life is like high school. Everybody starts to get into their own cliques. Everybody tries to determine what's cool and what's not cool. And that's the whole entire preference of it. And it's just, just baby and just boy stuff. So it's just like when y'all sit here and y'all say this and y'all start going with these articles, you see the, the, the direction that y'all start to go in? It's wrong, bro. It's wrong, bro. So <laughs> I don't really know how to go about it, but it's just like this is really what I see out of it. And it's just like the y'all yeah, yeah, read these articles and they're just making money. And then if you understand exactly what's going on, that same energy y'all love putting into these articles and these, these blogs, what y'all start to realize is, is that you know who's paying the funds for these people to start having their own opinion on these blogs? Probably Jewish, the Jewish conglomerate. And the Jewish conglomerate cares about how people are viewing stuff and they want to continue this war between black men and black women. So they allow people like this to make these harmful articles towards black men. Straight black men. So there you have it. <laughs> and y'all carry on and y'all be like, y'all don't need to tell me nothing. But wait, wait, wait. We're going to start getting into more stuff right now. So I'm about to talk about the, the, the more stuff and the issues that I see from black women that you guys tend to ignore and why black men feel some type of way and what's the, the, the opinion that I get out of it. Just a couple of topics to throw out there is that, you know, um, let's let's speak about the things that black men may have a problem that black women do in this society, specifically talking to our young sisters out there. Um, millennials, that's in my age range anyway, because it's specifically about y'all. Um, there's a lot of problems. I'm just, this is, I'm leaving my emotions out of it. I'm just speaking on general reference that black men feel towards black women that you guys are doing that makes us feel like we can't take you seriously. Again, I'm trying to leave my emotions and my real feelings out of this. So I'm just going to list it for you so that now you can understand where I'm coming from. So to start off, the number one obvious thing that us as people is having a problem with that we're seeing as a problem in this society is over-sexualization. Twerking, apparently this new phenomenon of the cucumber challenge, which I did a video on my IG that you can watch at any time, at Finally Podcasting. That's how you usually get to this point to listen to my podcast anyway, but view the video. Uh, the cucumber challenge inserting just all these different things inside of your mouth to stimulate the idea that you like sucking dick. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the idea that young women is kind of starting to come into this idea of twerking and having a body is going to get you somewhere and it's going to make you all these different things. Uh, what is it? Uh, 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 present. Like, like the presence of you. And about how this coincides with the over-sexualization. About how y'all have the fake butts, the fake titties. Um, with the over-sexualization, bragging about how great your private part is. Which I'm going to talk about later in a second. Because that coincides with the music, right? And 
the fact of the matter that you guys have this whole type of attitude, which brings me on to my third or my fourth point, which I think that I want to say is narcissism. The idea that I have the free will to do whatever I want. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my mother. You're not my father. Um, the idea that, you know, I should be free. If it's not bothering you, why are you commenting? It's none of your business. You're not the boss of me. You should leave your opinions out of it. It's not your job to tell me what to do. And blase, blase, blah. The redundant, all the well to known type of comments that us as men have a problem with black women with. Your choices in how you date, your expectations. I hear this a lot about how you want a man to be six something feet. You want him to have a six figure income. You don't mind that he credit card scams. You settle for sugar daddies. Or you don't like dealing with quote unquote broke niggas. Uh, and, and, and dealing with men that like dealing with the, the hood boys, the, the, the dudes that be out on the streets that have that gangster aesthetic. You like the gangster men instead of the refined gentlemen, sometimes the nerdishment. If you guys don't share a similar uh, ideology on certain things, it's a red flag. More to come with that. But an idea of narcissism and your expectations as men is redonkulous. And in the expectation that the man should pay for everything. And yeah, and he had, the whole thing about money is, is usually the thing that I hear black women say that. And all this other stuff because they don't like dealing with quote-unquote broke niggas. That's one. Another thing is this. the Obviously, when it comes to appearance, we're talking about hair. And about how the fact of the matter when y'all walk outside. That, you know, you guys are walking outside with these appropriate these inappropriate outfits. Uh, such as I seen at the Pride Parade. It was shorties walking outside with panties on. And walking outside with like... Um, I Listen, I wasn't at the Pride Parade. I passed through the Pride Parade because I was getting something to eat. Because I got off the train. And then I had went down the block and I was just like, fuck, I'm in the middle of the Pride Parade. <laughs> so I wanted to go around so I can get me something to eat. I was hungry that day, but I digress. But you had women out there that was wearing um, bikini tops with shorts. You can see thongs and this, that, and the third, and how you present yourself. And it goes back to my idea of over-sexualization. About how, you know, you're presenting yourself in a way where men take you more seriously as a lustful figure than an actual romance figure. And you guys got to differentiate, differentiate about that. Which coincides with the recent colorism controversy that came from Tory Lanez and about how you put... Light-skinned women over dark-skinned women. Dark-skinned women don't feel value, which I do understand. And then also the fact of the matter that um, JD's comment, uh, Jermaine Dupree, about how he said that, you know, it's it's this whole thing about, whatchamacallit, um, stripper rap, which I agree. Again, goes back to the over-sexualization topic. So in a nutshell, that's mainly what it is, the problem that, you know, with this, this whole thing called the things that black women do. I'm not sitting here saying you're wrong. And then, of course, there's nitty-gritty stuff like the idea of hurt, which I'm going to get into right now, actually. But to give you a synopsis view of some of the things that we might have a problem with, with so-called black women as black men. So I want to give more of a resolution to this whole thing, but there's just a couple of things that I have to add to make the points more demeaning, more domineering, you know? Alright, so I know y'all seen that clip with the brother that was on and Yanla Fixed My Life. And it was the brother with the locks and he was wearing a hat. That was the episode where you had the black men that say that they don't like dating black women, they rather date white women. <laughs> and uh and when you heard that brother speak, the brother was just saying stuff that really hit home because uh, 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 going back to what I was saying early on in the episode, the expectations about this idea of being independent and nobody wants to you, no one should be telling you what to do. And the idea in retrospect is men can be independent too. You know, I think brothers don't get a lot of credit that they deserve. We putting our lives on the line when it comes to work. And the least you could do is show some type of respect and just love us. You know what I'm saying? And show us, show us that you care. Um, 
add a little bit of my emotions into it. I've been hurt. I've been, I've been, I've been flying and my wings have been clipped. <laughs> my wings have been, I've been flying to the ground. I've been hurt. The little birdie has just been crashing down into another bird's nest, which is a falcon. And they're trying to eat me alive just to put it in some type of, <laughs> uh, uh, damn, I forgot how you say it. Some type of illustration effect. So... When a brother said that on Inyanla Fixed My Life and it was another brother who seemed to be a little bit more rude about the situation and especially to the video vixen that was with previously with Rick Ross <laughs> about how, you know, she's been beat up by men and she hasn't had a proper father figure. The man on the other side had made a, a rational joke towards her that didn't fly and it was more rude and disrespectful, but by how he has different interests and stuff about how he plays a certain instrument and black women find him weird. And it was another man that talked about how he's celibate and about how black women want a man that wants to have sex with them. And it's just like going back to the whole idea, like what is your expectations when you meet men? Is it materialistic or are you willing to deal with that man? Not saying you need to be his fixer. Nobody's sitting here saying that you need to be bounty, the cleaner upper, like just wash his ass and 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 make sure his toes is fresh and neat or cook his breakfast or give him head in bed while he wakes up after a nightmare. No one is telling you that. But I just have this thing that I start to see and especially to my brothers out there also know that the um Black Men's Healing Circle is next week, July 20th. The Hard Body God is doing it as always. It's going to be in Brooklyn. Look on my personal page where you can find the tickets to find it out. It's actually a donation. But anyway, a lot of our brothers tell 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 you every day or has said on different occasions on social media what we're hurting from and what you guys are doing wrong about why we feel some type of way. Yes, we understand that you have hurts. We understand that you have things that you dealt with in your life that is tremendous and it makes you feel like, yo, like, Everything is hitting me against the wall as a black woman. But that's why I say we got a nation build. We have to understand each other. You have to understand me as a black man and all of the traumas I didn't been through. And I have to understand you as a black woman and all the traumas you didn't been through. Right. And I feel a lot of the times, especially with these articles and these blogs that's out here, black women get to discuss their pain. Black men do not. Black men are be seen as sensitive if we do that. Or black men are not advised to get therapy and mental health treatment. Instead, our mental health, our mental health treatment past is different now. We are actually going ahead to yoga and going to men's healing circles and all that other stuff. But in the past, it was liquor. It was weed. It was sex. It was listening to this disastrous rap music to cope with the pain. And of course, I think rap music today is fucking weird, but that's here nor there. But in the past, that's the way we had to fix our problems, especially if it came from our childhood, especially if we didn't have a father figure in a household. So a lot of frustration comes out of that, and there's no way we can really channel it. And then if we're not made to fit in, especially when I think right now about the Tyler Creator song from like a long time ago, from like when he first came in, about how we have different interests, it always aligns with trying to act white or trying or you're different you're not up to my standards or this that and the third so what is your standards because then when you start digging into the subconscious of not the average black woman certain black women know and you know what i mean when i say this that you have black women that feed into let's quote in the quote from i think jt from city girls and when she was asked about what type of men she likes she was like hood niggas so do you like quote unquote hood niggas why can't I be the cross between a hood nigga and a sophisticated brother, right? If you understand what, I, what I'm saying. Like, I could have the muscle to be like, yo, don't mess with me. But at the same time, I could spit some knowledge to you so you can understand. And I could stimulate your mind so that you can have a good day and you can have some more education. You might want to Google the stuff that I told you. What's wrong with having brothers like that? What's wrong with having a brother that skateboard? What, what, what's wrong with a brother that's into anime? I've seen one of the finest, well, let me not put, on, put her on a pedestal, but there are certain women I've seen out there 
that's in the anime. I'm not naturally into anime, but I don't mind exploring it because I like animation. I like visual stuff. But this woman that I've seen or these women I've seen is like beautiful, attractive, into anime. There's black women I've seen in anime. So the possibilities is endless. But us spoke, focusing on men in this episode, I'm not saying you have to bend over backwards if you guys naturally don't bond or your interest is different from this interest. I have certain interests with past dates, but I still was able to connect with them on certain things. And me specifically, I'm a historian. I love studying history. So, you know, obviously there's different things that came into play that I heard from brothers like um, this whole idea about like, you know, religion, because a lot of our brothers is not falling into the whole Christianity thing anymore. We're starting to get into ourselves. We're starting to study those chakras, baby. Them, them, them chakras, the, the, the spirituality, i.e. me, and all these different things that's different from religion. But of course, you have brothers that's Muslim. You have brothers that's different things. So there's a toxicity that's in that. And what I'm trying to say is, is that there's sometimes black women of feel or certain black women grown up in a hood or whatever, because it's not just a hood. Let's not make it all about the hood. Might have grown up in the suburbs with black people because there are black suburbs out there where because a black man is different, it's not up to your standards and it's not up to your taste or because he talks a certain way. He's not talking with that hood aesthetic. He's unattractive to you. Yes, I know there are black women out there that have dealt with the same experience and the same antidote. I understand. I get it. I get it. But what we need to pay attention to now is, though, is that to understand black men, you have to understand our mindset. And then you have to understand we are very simplistic creatures. Yes, we are sexual beings in our divine right because it's all about visual for us. But at the same time, that's not what it's going to take for you to understand me as a man. You can't just throw your body at me and expect me to be like, oh, I want to be in a relationship with you, which some of our brothers and a lot of men fail at. They get into the lust of a woman instead of getting to the mindset of a woman, because if she can't hold a conversation without sitting up there talking about her vagina for every three seconds and then talking about how she left some dude on red and being a, a savage. What does she bring into the table? Not a damn thing. <laughs> and I definitely don't want to be those type of men to get involved with women like that. So the key point is understand men more. Is understand the struggle. Understand our you know, problems and how we go through things. We need mental health things too. But I'm going to get into the solutions in a second. I think I want to just touch one quick thing before I get into it. This is the tricky part, especially for me. Because this is where they'll have these blogs or people like Amanda Seals and the rest of them come out with this whole theory that, um, you know, it's the pro blackity black dudes that just don't learn how to chill and stop being so irrational and all this other stuff because we speak out about things and parties and movements that don't benefit black women. Again, in this society, and I'm not saying it's all black women, it's this whole entire I thing idea an ideology, you cannot be told what to do. You cannot be reprimanded for your actions, especially now when we're talking about things such as the cucumber challenge this summer or that whole idea of the hot girl, hot boy summer, which is dumb, completely dumb. And what we're realizing now is a narcissism trait. And I say this all the time because it's not helping our people move forward. And people usually are not taking the idea of understanding the black man and understanding the black women, woman. What seems to be happening, especially on these blogs, we're giving more attention where, especially these TV shows. I think, you know how many TV shows that's been out there for black women? You have Insecure, you have Love and Hip Hop, you have Real Housewives of Atlanta, you have, I was going to say Black Ink Crew, kind of it. But then you have all these other shows out there that was geared towards black women. Now you have uh, this new show that's supposed to be talking about uh, uh, black women going on a field trip. Not a field trip, but like going on some type of adventure together like, and all these different things. And my main thing of saying that is y'all have therapy. Y'all have things that y'all could do to have outlets. And what I feel is, especially with TV and not necessarily radio, 
I'm talking about like media is geared towards black women more than it is geared towards black men. You name me a show, whether it was comical, and I'm talking about in this era. I'm not talking about in the 90s. I'm not talking about in the 80s. You name me a show that is usually geared towards a black man and the trials and tribulations of being a black man in today's time. I was going to say Real Housewives of Hollywood, House Husbands, Real Husbands of Hollywood, but it was a comedy and it was a satire to play off of Real Housewives of Atlanta and Real Housewives of Hollywood, whatever. I can't think of any shows. I really can't think of any shows. Even with looking Black Pan- looking at Black Panther, everybody congratulated Siri. Everybody congratulated all the bald head black queens that was fighting in the war and all this other stuff. Angela Bassett. You know how many times y'all, y'all applaud that movie, Waiting to Excel in 1995, and about the frustration of the black man back then, about a thin line between love and hate with Lynn Whitfield and Martin Lawrence, <laughs> and about how now she understood why Lynn, how people understood why Lynn Whit- Whitfield went so crazy. Also the film, how Stella got a groove back in 1998, with you know who and Angela Bassett again, <laughs> all these ideas of cheating and all this other stuff. Diary of a black, a diary of a mad black woman. Tyler Perry. The list goes on. What movies are out there for black men and to understand our struggle and these different things of going against the grain and going against the eye? My favorite movie that illustrated that was Dope in 2014. You know, the one that movie that I had with ASAP Rocky, which right now y'all on his ass because he's in he's he in trouble in Sweden. But at the same time, y'all mad at him because of some stuff he said in 2015. I'm neutral on it. I'm not saying you're wrong and I'm not saying y'all right. I'm neutral on it. I understand both sides. But to go on what I'm saying, what movie do black men have that expresses that? I can't think of any. I haven't really seen in, in these movies out here. Are depicting black men in a gangster role in a in a in a uh yo I'm a I'm a sell a product and I'm gonna get paid type of thing. Who's understanding the average black man that's going to college and trying to get a degree? Who's trying to understand a black man that's into literature besides rap music? Um, who's into poetry? This that and third. I mean, loosely, Mo Better Blues. That was 1990 though. All right, let me stay on today's 21st century. I can't think of any movies. I can't. I can't think of any movies, any TV shows right now that's depicting that. I mean, the only shows that I see out there that's supposed to be catered towards a black audience that's syndicated on like a large scale is blackish, which is complete crap to me because it's fitting the interracial agenda in which they allow Ellis Ross, a biracial woman, to be paired up with a black man, Anthony Anderson, and then mixed children, but one black child, two black children at the most. Then they went ahead and they said um, Grownish, which is supposed to be a spinoff of Blackish. Then from Grownish comes, well, there was Dear White People, but then it was also that show that they're trying to put out now, Mixedish, which is so apparent in the interracial agenda, it's, it's right in your face. And they try to come up with these theories like, oh, they don't understand us. And they get us that they get they do such a, a whack job with it. So they have I think her, the actress's name is Tika Sumter. And then I, I remember the white dude, the white actor. I remember him. But um, then they have these different things where, you know, it's mixed ish now. So it's just like, first of all, it's corny because it's reminiscent of the whole things that happened with 90s or how they had the Bill Cosby show and about how they sat out there and did a spinoff, A Different World, which was supposed to be Lisa Bonet in the beginning, but she had to leave because she was pregnant. And then there was some internal conflicts with her on set with Bill Cosby between the both of the shows. And you had A Different World. And then after that, you had all these other spinoff shows, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then you know, all these different shows I was depicting black people. But then, of course, that that's basically what grown um, blackish is really is. It's just some corny ass rendition of what they did in the 90s. And they're trying to repeat it again. And that's why I'm so against it. But again, I say this to say this is why I feel that black women have more of a chance to speak 
and have more of a chance to let out, be on a soapbox, really, to talk about your problems. But when do black men talk about their problems? Do you advocate for black men to talk about their problems or do you sit by sit by and talk about black men are a problem with this and black men are a problem with that? I'm like, yo, I, I can't even understand where to begin with it because I don't even think y'all understand the damage is done. And then when us is trying to go through the woodworks of defending ourselves against what is it the stereotypes that is put upon us, which some of y'all agree with, how are we supposed to move forward? And then in a publication, where are we fairly represented? Besides going to jail, besides being a gang, besides doing drugs, where are we represented? Barely. Barely. Why can't we have a show with a successful black man that has a black wife and this, that, and a third? Because the media ain't trying to depict black men in a positive manner. And you know that. So with that being said, I just want to lead off the last point about how we feel when certain stereotypes is put upon us and then the solutions that come after it. Because that's what this show is all about. I'm all about solutions. I want us to come together. I love us. So let's get to it. Slowly, I feel like I'm about to morph into like the black male version of Daria. If y'all remember the cartoon. <laughs> so I just want to leave off these different notes real quick. Um, Certain things like, you know, stereotypes that you may know of, but you know, you know, certain black women still have this idea in their head. Okay, first of all, not all black men support the content that comes out of this rap music. Nowadays, we really don't because it's just redundant and that these rap artists out here are really talking about, oh, they fucked a bitch this week and they about to fuck a bitch next week. Oh, she gave me head and this, that, and the third. It's been redundant for the last 20 to 30 years. But the dudes that you call Hotep, you got a problem with them because we don't want to listen to that music. At the same time, we do recommend certain black women that are black artists out there for the same thing that they're doing about this whole cult, this whole this whole culture and just being able to do whatever you want. Treat men disrespectfully. Uh, oh, especially about how y'all will sit here and go out with a man for free for free lunch because we're obligated to pay for the meal. That's happened to me too. And you don't know how much inside that infuriated me. The fact of the matter, I really wanted to get to know this girl and she went out with me just for some free lunch. I'll leave it at that. It was so uncool. And I mean, yeah, I, I got something out of it. Something physical, of course. But at the same time, it's just, well, I don't know if it's that was the reason why, but it felt like that was the reason why she did all that, but whatever. So I'm gonna leave you with that. Not all of us support that content in music. That that's the problem. We don't all support it. Some of us, the 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 pro blackity black ones that you don't like, and the whole tep ones, we are the ones that see through the bull. So we understand that this music isn't serving us no justice. We understand that. But you know, take your pick of the litter. The six foot thing and the six figure income is ridiculous. I would say that's just a man, that's a man stereotype. It's not necessarily black women, but you know, of course, our sisters out there really do wanna be with a man and they're tired of quote unquote broke niggas. And the thing about it is, if you're gonna be superficial about dating, you shouldn't be dating because you're not gonna have a fun time finding men. And you know, you have an attitude problem when it comes to that because you're not even allowing yourself to receive the energy from a man because of his circumstances. I'm not telling you to deal with a man that's woefully broken. He's not trying to change his ways. Don't be dumb like that. But take a chance on a man for who he is and his mental capacity, not because of the income and what his check is. A job doesn't define a man. A man makes the job, but a job doesn't define a man. His heart does and his mind and his mentality. So remember that. Uh, another thing, the, the theory that still goes on today about black women thinking that black men naturally have, gravitate towards white women and that we white, like white women. Yo, not all of us like white women. We really don't. I understand y'all got hyped up on that, that whole entire Michael B. Jordan fiasco and this, that, and a third. But on a grand scale of things, and especially because they had to come up with statistics to prove this was true, isn't it true that 85% of black men marry black women and 9% of them have a white spouse? These are statistics that they came out with. So you're going to sit here and look at the 9% of black men and sit here and think that black men naturally like white women. 
I'm not going to get into my personal stories of my dealings with so-called white women. I'm just going to leave it and I'm going to say this. But I've never had the mindset of a swirler. And even if I did have that idea, I always still had respect for black women. And mind you, just so we can fact check, Blaze's girlfriends have all been black. All of them. All of my girlfriends have been black. In recent dates, shout out to the wonderful ladies that I've dated in recent times. You guys are awesome. Um, all of them have been black. Straight up, all of them have been black. So this idea that we gravitate towards white women, as much as I understand you do see brothers out here de- dealing with these white women as pancakes. I mean, just off the bat, just dealing with them and just dating them and this, that, and the third and that. I be viewing these brothers and I have not really seen a lot of our brothers look go out with attractive white women. I'm just being real. I, they haven't been mind-blowing to me. But on the flip side, when it comes to black women, these black women would be fine as hell. And then they have these white men. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then they'd be natural. I'd be like, oh, my God. Why are you with him? That's my bias. But you understand why. Because why? I'm for nation building. I'm from black nuclear family. So, of course, I want to see black on black relationships. And here living in the city... I see it a good amount of times. I definitely do. So I don't really get mad. I just love to smile when I see it. Um, but you guys got to stop that. You know, that, that type of thinking. You know what I'm saying? And even if you do see a brother that's dating a white girl, what you have to understand is there's millions of our brothers out here that still love black women. We're not hard to find. I mean, there's plenty of events that I could, specifically if you live in New York, there's specific events that I could tell you there's brothers out there, and what I'm telling you, it'd be mad black women that pull up. It'd be primarily black women and black men there. Bro, about to have the time of your life. And I would give you the information on it once I find it, but just to prove to you that this is different. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take that into retrospect. So with that being said, what we also have to understand is another thing that we say with this whole pro-blackity-black bullshit that you swing and all these different things that you talk about. This whole idea of hotepness and warning you on how you behave or us looking out for you when things happen. What you have to understand is it's in the best interest because we understand on the outside what's happening and they're poisoning you with all this mindset to make you believe that how do I put it? Poisoning you with this idea and ideology that, um, well, no, they're poisoning you. They're se- I got messed up because I heard something. So they're poisoning you to the idea that they're selling you a product or they're selling you this idea and this falsehood that it's here to help you. I'm not going to get into whatever products it is, but we understand it's poisonous. It's not good for you and it could kill you. Also, that things that you're doing is just the sexualization and the validation of you-know-who and about the, how they really don't love you and they really don't care for you. They're just using you as a sex slave. And with that being said, especially with the so-called cucumber challenge, obviously that's all about a Sarah Bartman syndrome and about these artists that you have out here. It's the same thing. If you're going to be talking about your vagina all day, it proves the Sarah Bartman theory. And... It's not my fault that I want to look out and our brothers want to look out for you. The ones that you deem as hotep and pro-blackity black blacks. (laughs) It's not our fault. You have to take that in consideration. Why don't you just listen before you sit here and you start an argument? And yes, there's other issues that I can bring up, but I don't feel like bringing it up. And I already know it's going to cause a whole entire storm over it. So I'd rather not talk about it. But when these pro-black and these hotep dudes that you talk about... It's for the best interest. And stop trying to use it as an insult just because we care about you. And should you want us to care about you more than just to be like, well, I don't care about you. I'm going to date another nation. Hello. Duh. So with that being said, I mean, I'll end it on that. I don't really know what exactly else to really go with it. But in order to deal with these solutions, one of the solutions we both need to do on both genders is that we need to seek mental health. What we're doing right now, our brothers are sitting up there getting cleaned up, taking responsibility for our actions, doing better as men. Women, you got to do the same thing, and I know you're doing the same thing. But advise our brothers to seek mental health treatment. We need it. No one, no man is too gangster or too soft to go see a therapist 
or to go interact in a men's healing circle. It doesn't mean that he's feminine or anything is wrong with him. It's just that he should be getting his mental state better. It's just like being checked up on a doctor. It's the same thing. And with that being said, what I would wish in the future is that all around the country, in secrecy, because we don't want white people to find out and the elite to find out and other nations to find out, um, that what we need to do is that we need to have an intergender discussion. So it needs to be a discussion between black men and black women of these problems that we have, such as, I guess, like like a vlog like The Grapevine, which does something like that, or other outlets that would do something like that. So we need more of those intergender um, reflections and having to talk with each other. Here in New York, we had it a couple of times. I've seen it, and I'm just like, oh, it's a beautiful thing. But I want more of that, and especially around the country. And epicenters like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, um, Washington, D.C., places in Florida, whatever have you, just to have those discussions so that we can build and move together. So then we're going to have to fight on social media and then you calling these black women out here pick me's because they are obviously the ones that could recognize the bull right in front of the eyes. What are we talking about? You know? Well, with that being said, that concludes this episode of Finally Podcasting. Next week, I think I just want to get on with the whole American tour. So stay tuned for it. Peace and hair grease. Peace.